Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Flawed and Fearless Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Covert, where I help you show up as your beautifully flawed and fearless self in your life, relationships, and your profession. Now, before we begin, make sure that you have subscribed on your screen so you are notified every time I post a new episode. If you would like to follow me more on social media, go to flawedandfearless.com. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is one that, especially coming out of the last few years of pandemic, that I believe we all are aware of. Surviving fear. We have felt fear and now finding a want in a world of need. And this topic of fear is something that has come later in my life. The more I created a life that I valued, that I loved, the more afraid I got of losing it, of not being good enough for it, of it going away, fears. And the fears came at times when I wasn't prepared, waking up in the morning, being alone, circumstances that felt like they couldn't be changed. But as I began to face those fears, those fears actually had all the answers I ever needed. Because fear, I think of it like a little child. If you ignore it, it doesn't stop. They just keep coming and coming. They are relentless and stubborn. It will keep coming until you look at it. Just like a child. Yes, how can I help you? They'll tell you what they wanted to tell you and then gone. That's fear. Just hear it. Fear can take over our lives and affect us mentally, physically, emotionally, every part of our life. If I'm afraid that I'm not good enough, what kind of mother is raising my children? A not good enough mom? Why would I trust my decisions, even simple or big? I wouldn't know what to do next because, of course, my child is shorted because they have a mom that's not good enough. That is affecting every area of my life and that's not acceptable. The cycle of fear is what leads us to survival mode. I'm sure you've heard of it, fight or flight. And one of the most typical things I can tell you, if you have found peace at all, at all in your life though, if you have found some peace, you understand how much you're stressing. Because when you're not, oh, it feels great. But every time you're stressing, it's like unknowing something that you already know you can't. You know that peace feels good. You know that sitting outside and watching the trees is one of the most amazing experiences now, and you enjoy it. So to go back to chaos is not something that you enjoy. I mean, again, we live in a world of fear. The news, that's all they do is talk about everything that's gone wrong. The, everything in marketing is, what's the problem and here's the solution? Well, you're starting with the problem. That's the fear. You're tapping into people's fears. But as I was going to say, there's one thing that really shows you if you're in fight or flight. If you're in survival mode and it's your breathing, if you're breathing through your mouth, that is a sure fire sign that you are in a survival mode. You're, there are times when you kick it up, like here I'm talking, I notice I, talk, I breathe in more through my mouth. You're running. Those are in heightened times. But when you are doing just regular living and you feel that stressed as if you were doing something that warranted the different breathing, then that's survival mode. You put your finger underneath your nose and blow out. And when you blow out, if you feel that one of your nostrils is actually blowing harder than the other, 
then that is the distinct problem right there. And I'm telling you, one of the biggest is breathing. I am personally, it's physical. So I believe that you're the same. You breathe in for four to six seconds from your nose, hold it in for four seconds, and then just let it out like a, (sighs) let your body relax. Do it for 60 seconds. That is going to help you to stop that fear cycle. Fear is not true. You are afraid of something that may or may not happen. There's a story in your mind. And yes, that story may sound totally true and it feels like it's 100%, but it's not. And that's why I believe in having your own tribe. I believe in having your people specifically, because when you get to a mode where you're in such fear, you're making decisions that based on thinking that you need everything, life or death decisions. And trust me, I have been there. I have felt so life and death about situations with my kids. Oh gosh, don't get hit by a car. We're on a dead end road. (laughs) Calm down a little bit. You know, like always thinking of what the worst case scenario would be and preventing it. But if you're thinking of the worst case scenario, you're going to miss the good. You miss that magical moment of the first time they picked up a leaf and smelt it. I don't know. I'm just saying that while I was in survival mode, I was missing all the great stuff. I didn't spend time learning and reading because I was so focused on surviving. That is what we do in this life, especially here. Pandemic, but you have to break the cycle. You want to live a life wants rather than need. You start switching those wants, those needs to wants, and you start asking yourself, And breaking that cycle of living that life full of needs rather than wants isn't really important to first kind of identify and acknowledge any negative thoughts and patterns that you're going through. That what's holding you back, you got to be able to see it because you need to see it clear as possible. And then you decide. Owning you, flawed and fearless, what we're doing is presenting you with a choice. You are deciding that you are just going to choose to live. You're not going to just make it to work and drive in the car and not remember you got there. You're going to choose to look around, be aware, clean your car if you want it to be cleaner, put in a song that you want. It doesn't matter. Focus around you. Try to look for the license plates. Choose to live your life consciously. Because when at first, though, all of those fears might come back or fears come. And that's why you've been numbing it to begin with. So once you start seeing them, that's where you can begin to challenge your limits and beliefs and replace them with positive ones and empower them. And I love to say challenge because just challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to change one time. Challenge yourself to remember what we go through here. Challenge yourself when you're really afraid to pick up a podcast from here and just play it. Don't Let yourself make something bigger than it is. Connect. Do things that are going to help you. Find practices that are going to help you. And I call them practices because they're new habits. They're new things. So you have to have something set in place. Surround yourself by supportive people. People that are uplifting. Find your tribe. Find your people. Get around people. It's worth more than you can ever imagine. If you are around people that have standards of want $500 in a savings account, even if you go hire them, that's great. But when you meet other people and they're like, oh, I got, I got 5,000. Wow. Okay. I got 50,000. I got 500,000. 
That's just put it in money for you to understand, but you start to make decisions. I mean, you're hanging out with people, people respect that. And you go, Hey, I'm actually not going to go out tonight. I'm trying to do a little financial fast and remind myself the wants and needs of my spending. A friend that is a level that's above or with you is going to be like, dude, that's great. I'm so proud of you. You want to get together and have coffee at your house or come over mine? They will find another way if they want to do something. But that's having supportive people. Maybe it's, hey, you just want to talk on the phone that night instead and we can be in our pajamas at our own house? Sounds great. Ultimately, by making conscious effort to prioritize your wants and desires, we can start living a fulfilling and joyful life. But you have to understand their wants. When we feel like our needs are not being met, it's scary very scary. And I want to give you some practical kind of steps on how to identify and to combat that fear. Combating it is just being aware of it, choosing not, understanding that it's not real. But uncovering it is sometimes the hardest. And I go backwards. I always think of when I was ashamed of myself. It wasn't the thoughts that were the problem. It was triggered, which triggered my shame. And everything after that was under a shameful umbrella. So first you have a trigger, then you have a thought, then an action happens, and then the consequences come. Good ones or bad. I do the opposite and ask myself. So here would be the question. Just regular questions. Hey, what is your fear? Now, can you just answer that? My fear is blank. If not, here's a few options that I have done. Fear that I'm not good enough to actually do it. Fear that maybe my loved ones might hate me for being not good enough. So abandonment, leaving alone, shame. I'm afraid of feeling that shame. I'm afraid of feeling not good enough. I'm afraid of failing or I'm afraid of other people celebrating my failures, other people manipulating me. Okay, so all that together, those are some fears. Now the next question is, what thought do I have? Hmm, well, what thought do I have when those things are happening, my family and friends will not love or like me. So that's like the thought. That's the fear of being like abandoned, alone, rejected. But the thought is, oh, my family's not going to love me. They might not like me. Maybe I, I think and I was like, oh, I don't deserve these circumstances. Why are these keep giving them to me? Why can't it be easier for me? Everyone else seems to, you know, make mistakes, but their lives seem to be easier. When is it going to get easier for me? Or I'm just not smart enough. Maybe I I can't do this. So that's like the thought. The fear is the deep, that feeling. But the thought, these are the thoughts that go on. And then I ask myself, what triggers this thought? And these are just general. I'm not asking myself these questions in a raw moment. I am maybe asking myself afterwards. I'm answering these questions as a almost looking outside into the circumstances at the time. So what triggers the thought? Like what, what is the habit? What's the behavior? What is it? For me, it's usually circumstances. My, I told you waking up in the morning when I fail, when I feel loss, anything where I am in survivor mode and I'm looking at things through a loss or lack perspective, it's a, it's a stressful moment. A lot of things to do. I'm feeling stressed. Would trigger the thought of not being good enough and the feelings. Or I'm insecure at the moment. I'm not sure. They kind of go hand in hand. So let's say I'm stressed. The stress will trigger the feelings of not being able to do it, not sure that I can, the circumstances, and then feeling shameful of myself, the fear. Then the insecure moments. Maybe something happens and I didn't do as well as I thought. That would be an insecure moment. 
or lack of control. That's one of mine. As children, you start out, it's like the opposite. You're doing everything for them and then you're slowly releasing things and giving them their needs. And sometimes you, uh, you know, hold on to some stuff. (laughs) As long as it makes you happy, that's okay. And them happy. But I'm just saying, because as a mom, it's, it's, it's a job that you're actually going less and less and changing all the time. And that could feel like a loss of control. And you don't realize how other people are capable. And I haven't just done that in my mother-son relationship. I have done that with as a daughter. I've done that as a partner. I've done that as a friend. I've done that as a niece. I've done that as a sibling. Doing, wanting more control. We don't, we can't control other people. If I'm trying to control other people, then I'm trying to control too much. So it feels lack of control. That triggers those thoughts and the feelings. Moment that I am conflicted between my wants and needs. That is a very big one for me that triggers when I feel, when I say I want something and if I can say I need it, then I'm putting myself in fear because if I need this, that feels like a hundred percent need this in order to have the next. That's where I'm clouding my judgment. From this exercise, when I ask myself, what's the fear, what's the thought, and what's the trigger? I can begin to see backwards. Okay, so my trigger is when I am in a stressful moment, my thoughts go to insecurity and not being good enough. And the action of that is that I start to become a, I start to act in anger. I start to be sarcastic. I start to not bring out my best self. So I'm going to start with the trigger, look at the stressful moments, and I'm going to try to change the actions of the complaining that I was doing or the thoughts, because once I handle the trigger, that's it. Knowing that that stressful moment is something that triggers me, then I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on keeping my stress levels down. I'm going to work on breaking that habit. That's by understanding it. I break the habit by understanding that by being in a stressful moment, I begin to feel insecure, which ultimately triggers feelings for me of loss and lack. I go survivor, I'm afraid. So now I know what to look for. And that is the step one to breaking this. So empowering yourself to live life free from fears is is not only attainable, but it's amazing that when you get rid of those things that terrify you, You can see life in a much better way, meaning a happier way. You don't have to take things so seriously. It doesn't feel like every decision is so much weight. You can do more things that you want to do without feeling such that responsibility on your shoulders. Because as long as you feel all these fears, anything you do new, anything that is stressful that would cause me to feel that way, well, what do you think? I'm a mom of young kids to have a business writing books. I don't, I don't do it all, but I do a lot of things because I don't focus on my fears anymore. I don't let a stressful situation trigger me anymore. I can understand and say, well, these are the things I want to do. Well, that's a little too much. I'm not going to go that far because that triggers stress. Not going to happen. I'm very much of a more flexible kind of person, but let's say I plan my workout. I am going, here's these two hours. What do I want to accomplish before? I am being more conscious of it. I'm not setting myself up for failure. I'm setting myself to not be stressed. Well, what do I need for that? 
Maybe I need a little guide. Maybe I need to be realistic with myself. Do I really want to do all this work and come out stressed and be with my family and not enjoy the rest of the day? No, I want both. Okay, so then let's pull that back and understand that you want to have fun with your family and you want this. So how can you make that happen? And that is being realistic to my triggers. It empowers you when you see and understand habits that are not serving you, understanding them. And we talk more about breaking habits a bit more in the membership club, a club breaking habits. It's just a consistent little thing day after day. It's just finding the right things. There is something about a community. There's something about doing it with other people. It's if you've ever done a weight loss, sure, you can track your calories for free by yourself. Sure, you can walk. But there's something different about maybe joining a program or doing with people or friends and having that encouragement. It feels fun. It feels connected. It feels like you belong. So find your people that you belong with that can help you to face these fears that you can go to and talk about these things. I hope you start to understand some of your fears and you can see that they are not real and you have power to make a different choice, not even let it go that far. You can stop it at the trigger rather than feeling the terrifying moment. I hope you feel empowered by this information that I give you, gave you today, and I hope that you use it. If you did it three times this week, I bet you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be upset with yourself. Now, remember, always connect with me. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear your questions. I want to know what you're struggling with. So comment, subscribe, and also go to flawedandfearless.com where you can find other tools to connect with me, some free tools, some personal coaching links. Link to A-Club, our membership group, which is open right now for founding members. And connect with your tribe. Unleash your 2.0 better version of yourself alongside other women that want to grow and achieve just like you do. Thank you so much. And I look forward to talking next week. Bye. Bye.